Hello, welcome to Why Not Me. In life, we face many trials and obstacles, many challenges, and in the thick of it, we can be tempted to think, why me? But every obstacle presents an opportunity and every trial can bring triumph. So I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of, why not me? When, when in the middle of it, when things are tough, look around and think, why not me? It's, it's happening for a purpose. And then when success is at your doorstep and all you have to do is open it, you may find yourself hesitating, questioning, is this for me? Do I deserve this? And I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of why not me? Throw the door open wide, shout to the world, why not me? Embrace your success. I'm your coach, Todd Halls. I'm grateful to have you on this journey. Welcome to Why Not Me. Hello, hello. Welcome to Why Not Me, turning trials into triumphs, seeking and embracing success. I'm your host, Coach Todd Halls. I'm super grateful to be here. Thanks for tuning in. I'm excited for today's episode and excited for you to get to meet our guest. Jeff Bermant is with us today. Jeff is a husband. He's a father. He's a grandfather. He's an entrepreneur, a founder, a patriot, and he is passionate about, about his current project. Can't wait to, to hear more about it and share it with you. Jeff, anything you'd like to add for some background uh, that you would have our listeners know? Todd, first of all, thanks for uh, having me on your show. I deeply appreciate it and, and the time you're spending with me. Um, no, I think you've covered it. I'm father, grandfather, uh, been a business owner for many years. I've, I've transformed into uh, technology, but coming from a real estate background, my First job, I'm proud to tell you, was uh, you remember the movie star Tom Selleck? Well, I worked mm -hmm. for Tom's dad, Bob Selleck, uh, when he ran a, a division of Cobalt Banker uh, down in the San Fernando Valley. So uh, I've got that going for me, which isn't saying much, but uh, uh, it was fun to, to work for Bob. And I learned a lot of, really, a lot about ethics. And, and that's what I. If you asked anything, I got I came away with some sales tools, obviously, uh, but ethics was super important. That's super cool. So, when did you work for Mr. Selleck? What 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 year was that? So I started with um, uh, with Bob in 1980, uh, and I transitioned out of uh, I was I was at USC, uh, played tennis there, um, and as I I mentioned earlier, I consider myself one of the great bench sitters of all times. They were <laughs> it was rare when they called number 33 or whatever number I was. We actually didn't have numbers but to play, but that's because the rest of the team was fabulous. So it was an honor just being on the team. Um, and it gave me sort of that impetus to get into real estate. My parents had been in real estate, my dad in particular. And so I decided to join Cobalt Banker, got a uh, an offer where they paid me literally nothing. And I was so super excited to get my feet wet there. So I, I, I transitioned into Bob's office after a year at being at Cobalt Banker downtown. And um, I was an industrial uh, salesperson uh, and office and I worked for Bob. And so that was 81 through 80 through 80, about 84, 85. And so you mentioned learning the ethics, um, and it's uh, it occurs to me that there there's a lot of room for um, for folks to be taught and practicing ethics in the in the marketplace. 
What can you give us some examples of where that you know, how how Bob acted, ran his business, how how that um, was relayed to you in ethics teaching? So, um, Bob was great at, at the ethics and making sure you know we were transparent about what, how we did business. Uh, you know, the, the thing I learned the most from him and from a, a guy I partnered with later on in the real estate was to, to treat our customer, treat our, you know, you, you call them tenants, but I, I learned to call them customers. And, and it, it worked out much better if you thought of them as customers and taking care of your customers versus their tenant landlord. And I see it all the time with the tenant landlord thing. And it kind of saddens me that it's not, it becomes this rivalry going on with, you know, it's fine to negotiate, but in the end, what I learned from Bob was to take care of those customers. And that's paid off really well over my years in business. Uh, I had an example where a guy came to me and he said, I I was in another space and uh, the window broke uh, and they made me pay for it. And he said, what would you have done? I said, how much was the window? A couple thousand dollars? And he said, yeah. I said, you didn't do it, right? He said, no. I said, well, I would never have charged you for that. He said, well, as soon as my lease is up with this other guy, I'm coming to lease to you. And he did. It is, a, you, it, it is amazing how a lot of folks in my experience through uh, different rentals and leasing over the years in business, um, why is there this inherent almost why, why do some people treat it almost like an adversarial relationship versus a, a, a cooperative win-win relationship? What's behind that? You know, I, 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 this goes way before me that there were this inherent fight between the landlord and the tenant. And I mean, it's, you know, you, it's just like in a business deal, you, when you go into a business, so you don't treat the other side like they're kind of the enemy and you got to work something out with them. You work on them like, well, let's see if we can get a, at least in my mind, we get a fair deal between the two of us. And that's what I always drove for. I, I had a, another guy who was a multimillionaire and he told me always leave something on the table for the other guy. It's not all yours to keep. And that's true. That's really, you know, it's really taken me a long ways in my real estate career. And it's, it's come the same way in my technology. I am one of these very straightforward guys in technology. I don't believe the way technology is treating, I'll say, conservatives is right or fair. And I'm lucky enough to know how to do something about it. Yeah. So uh, you got in real estate in the in the early 80s, so 40 plus years in real estate and 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 somewhere in that journey have transitioned with more of a focus in the tech space. Um, what, what prompted that? What, what, like, like, yeah, what prompted it? Yeah. So interesting. So uh, I was driving home, uh, with my son from college. He went to college school in Colorado and, um, we were just playing around and talking about technology. And I said, you know, it's bothering me a lot about the web. And this is 10, 12 years ago is, Everybody knows what you're doing. There's, you know, there's all types of viruses, antiviruses going on, or viruses, I should say. And they're all affecting your computer. And I thought, gee, I wonder if there is a, a different way of building it. And so I took some money, you know, did okay in the real estate business. And I poured some money into building my first browser, which was called Cocoon. And Cocoon was way before its time. It was a, it was a, it actually, it was a 
great piece, very complicated piece of equipment, a browser that kept you kind of arm's length, your computer arm's length from the web. And therefore, it was almost impossible to get a virus because there was nothing coming onto your computer. It was like a window that you were looking in. It looked like you were running my computer from, uh, uh, so you were kind of a dumb, a dumb computer or dumb terminal into ours. And it was a really great product. The problem was we couldn't figure out how to make money. And eventually it just kind of, it died. And it was a slow death, but it was my, it was my attempt to getting into the technology world with really a, a, a brilliant strategy uh, that, and, and it was kind of the same time that DuckDuckGo got started. So, um, you know, they've done really well. And, and that product that we built didn't, but it gave me the impetus to keep going and to try other things. And so, uh, so here we are 10 or 12 years later, and I'm still building technology. Yeah. So just so that's right, it was, um, it was watching DuckDuckGo's kind of success that, that gave you the impetus. That's what kept you in the game was thinking, Oh, this can be done. Did I understand that right? No, you know, you, you kind of let those go and you saw that they were being successful, but I decided to go down a different path. And after wandering around for a few more years, right. we built a browser, which I'm proud of, but it's sitting on the sidelines somewhat called uh, my data rewards. And the theory behind, I've, and my goal is always to try and help people. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to do like my customers. I always tried to be helpful to them. And the same thing with this. So we built a browser. It's very cool. Um, but it pays you for your data because you know what's going on with your data is all these companies are downloading your data and they're using it. Nothing's free. I mean, that, all that data is not free. So we came up with a strategy where you could get paid for your data. The, the problem with it is it's just not very much money. It'd be great for college kids when we, we're going to relaunch it in the next year or so. And it's great for college kids because it's a good way for them to make an extra five, seven, ten dollars a month. Uh, from and this is basically uh, we'd be playing games, um, doodling, uh, watching a video, all those can be paid for, and um, your travel around, and even some of the stuff that you browse is valuable. And all of it can be paid for. And my, my philosophy is. Well, a lot of that should come back to the customer and uh, the user and not just into some big tech company. So that was the next thing we built. And then this last year, um, I decided that there was something that needed to be done as far as censorship goes on the web. Sure. Um, so tell me, tell me more about that. What do you, when you say censor, censorship on the web, what, what exactly do you mean? So I noticed, uh, and and I would say I'm, you know, I'm a moderate conservative. I don't believe in everything, but but I'm, I'm I would say I'm, particularly in Santa Barbara, I'm a big conservative, and <laughs> and I and I believe that the, the old America, although it has its flaws, uh, is it was a good operating system, and it I mean it served us really well for two hundred and whatever it is three hundred years, and. Um, I started to notice being in the tech space, I started to notice that my browser, my search engine was all going to the left. So it's all, it was all geared like it was being censored. And I was like, wait, I never thought about this before that actually I'm being censored and 
uh, and maybe that's not a very good thing. And and after reading a lot, obviously Silicon Valley has its total grips on all of us, and they are directing traffic. And if they don't want you to see something. I'll take the Biden story, perfect example. They didn't want you to see the Biden story before the election. They shut it down on on Twitter. Then Google shut it down on theirs, calling it, you know, fake information or whatever they want to call it. Uh, And, I mean, you can obviously, you could contend that maybe the Republicans would have won. You know, there were some studies out that said 10% of the population would have voted for the the Republicans had they known about the the, uh, Biden uh, laptop. That's shocking to me. Uh, yeah, ten ten percent. It's well, that's shocking. It, it's shocking that um, that this could be happening on on such a grand scale. Um, so you've taken like, like you've taken steps to try and combat it, right? So what's what's that look like? How do you see it playing out um, with with you and with your company over the next? Five years, like tell me, tell me the why. How's it going to matter, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. Well, here's how it matters to start. So we built the first uh, uh, free speech browser, uh, and and what that means is, if you ever use your browser and you start looking at the news, let's say you're using Chrome, you'll notice when you do the news feed that a lot of it is liberal news. It's New York Times. It's they may have one Fox story in there. But basically, you'll never see Breitbart. You'll never see uh, Daily Wire. You'll never see any of the conservatives. And conservatives are making a uh, an effort to get the word out about them because they're being buried by Silicon Valley. So, like Rumble came along, which is a video. It's the YouTube for conservatives, uh, where they don't, you know, they don't censor you. Uh, same with you know Truth Social and. Uh, and some of the others uh, that are out there that are for um, social media. Well, the problem is that no one's ever gone tackled the browsing and the search engine. So, yeah, you have these other ones, but then when you jump on your browser, you're getting news that's, t- you know, I call it tainted or censored. You're not seeing Breitbart. You're not seeing Daily Wire. You're not seeing any of those. You're seeing what Silicon Valley wants you to see, which is basically from Yahoo, Google, and MSN. Those are the three big search engines and browsers. And they're giving you liberal news. And so what we went in and did is we we built the browser so that the news feed would be conservative to start. If you want to go in, because we believe in freedom of speech, you want to go in and change that and see more liberal news, you can. A lot of our customers, and we have close to 40,000 users now, love it because they got tired of all the liberal spin and decided they wanted to see what they felt was the news. And um, so that's delivered. And then the links, so that's up in the on the top. Those are easy to get to. Those are all conservative. So we've really piled in conservative, well-thought-out product and that's the first phase. We'll be adding in privacy. We'll be adding in all types of features as we go along, uh, or more privacy. Uh, we have a deal with Yahoo right now for search, uh, but that's not the ultimate goal in search. And we can talk about what's the issue with search. And search, to me, is the biggest issue that we have for for freedom in America 
online, especially in search. So when 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 you say that search is the biggest issue we have for freedom, uh, please well, we we need to unpack that one. <laughs> well, maybe maybe I should say there's a lot of issues going on that um, that we don't even recognize that are happening to us. And like, uh, I'll give you an example: when COVID hit and the kids had to come home from school and and they were working at home, all of a sudden parents found out. The, the curriculum was CRT, CTR, CTR, uh, you know, critical race theory, you know, C- CRT. And they had no idea that that was going on, none whatsoever. Well, in the internet world, obviously Twitter, big deal when, when Musk was going to buy it and it was going to become much more free speech. What's happened on the web on search, which is really where a lot of this problem lies for freedom of speech, the left has decided what they're going to show you. And, you know, they'll make an excuse that that's the most popular back bank uh, backlinks. That may be, maybe not true, but the issue is, so let's just say I was going to look up Janu- January 6th because it's a hot topic. If I typed mm-hmm. in Google January 6th, I don't think you'd find one conservative news article on your first page. Well, they know that. And they know 99% of the people don't go to the second, third, or fourth pages. So they're censoring you. They're not giving you a choice of what you want to see, politically speaking, on search. So that's a big problem. It is. It is. So you, it seems that the the algorithm and i and i'm i'm not techie so i I probably i'm not using the right words but they're intentionally um the 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 big tech is stacking call it page one um rather than letting the actual the search numbers populate the 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 articles that get there is that so i don't sure if i'm if i'm saying that right or not yeah it would seem that there's it would seem that there are plenty of, you know, if you look at the the numbers in the country, we're about 50-50 you know, conservative and liberal. So it would seem that there's plenty of conservative folks that are that are probably searching as well. So if I'm understanding correctly, the, the, the thought is that we're, we're getting fed liberal news front page, even though Fox News could have been searched out twice as many times, it's intentionally being shoved to second or third page. Is that correct? Well, not just Fox, and occasionally Fox, but mostly it's the, I'll say, the lower tiers. It's the Daily Wire. It's the you know, OAN. It's um, um, it's those shows, Bongino, Dan Bongino. Those are being yeah. shoved down, and that's yeah. my contention. Now, they'll tell you they're backlinks and they're not as popular, but my viewpoint is this: this should be some sort of balance. And if it's if it's not balanced, then you know the way I look at it, we as conservatives should do something that uh, I'll see either squares a feel or gives the user a, a a choice of what they want. And they don't have a choice right now because all the big three, I say, with Yahoo being the least conservative, are very cons- are very liberal. I mean, excuse me, Yahoo being the more conservative. But the least are, you know, it's still not a good choice. So 
in the end, you asked me, well, what do you want to do in the next five years? Well, the next two or three years, I actually want to build our own search engine that would be specifically for conservatives. But it really would be just like just like in my real estate, it'd be user choice. So let's say you're a conservative and you want to see the search. You want to have a search about January 6th. Well, the first things that would pop up are things that are meaningful to you. It might be the Daily Wire, Fox News, uh, you know, OAN, so on and so forth. The second might be more liberal spin, or maybe you want to see the liberal spin and you can dial that to the liberal spin. And there's no reason why this can't be built. Sure, sure. So I like, I like that you that as you think about how you're going to build it, you could you can adjust it because I, I think even as a conservative, um, I want some balance. Uh, I want yeah. I want to see a little I want to see a little bit of both or too too much of one for anybody I think becomes um, c- just can pull us down some a, a weird direction. Um, well, I agree. Uh, in fact, I think a few of the liberal ideas I think have been great. I mean, I I really think that you know equality is super important. I'm not sure the, where they're going with just getting really radicalized. I would agree with. I I would not. But I am, you know, I'm for inclusivity and, um, and, and, and doing the right thing. And I think most of us patriots um, that, that are focused on this feel the same way. I mean, you know, we, we want a we country that, first of all, you, you, you follow the law. I mean, the craziest thing that I, I have going now is they're not even following the law. So, you know, they're protesting in front of the Supreme Court. Um, uh, people's houses, uh, judges' houses, and they don't do anything about it. I mean, but then they would give me a ticket for, you know, going 70 miles an hour. It, just, it doesn't make sense that we've gotten too political and it seems like the laws are being bent. Yeah, it's, it's and you mentioned an example, it's be really hard to argue with that. Um, uh, being bent or being ignored or... Um, or being politically swayed to what you want. I mean, the perfect example, which is totally true, is the Biden laptop story. I mean, this has been around for since the election, before the election. And we haven't heard one word from uh, from the administration, from the authorities about, well, what's really happening in this case? And they'll always give you the secrecy thing. And then you find out that the disinformation that came out, which was leaked because some people came forward and said, "This, you know, they're hiding stuff. I mean, this is not America when this goes on. And so that's why you have a lot of, I'll say, conservatives kind of, we, we don't mind being fair. What we don't like is being, is being treated unfairly. I mean, we don't want to be called deplorables. Yeah, so what, what comes to mind is just... Um the, the when you say treat it fairly, just the the pledge of allegiance ends with with justice for all, and to me that just means it's it's spread equally across. Uh, every individual gets the same level of it, um, and, and and so that's what comes to mind right then. Um, so as we're as we're talking something else that I, I think of once in a while, and and without diving too deep into which particular news source. Either either left or right, it seems everybody. It's the the news, the media is so polarized. What I'm wondering is, 
who's recording the truth in all of this? Like in the, in the, in the last say five or 10 or 15 years, even when, when, when history, when, when they look back a hundred years from now, who, like, how's it going to be sorted out? Do you think? Well, in my opinion, whoever's writing the history is going to, is not going to take, I mean, in today's world, I'm not sure I trust anyone that will, you know, go down the middle, but I would say, and I'm, I'm being defensive for conservatives. On the most part, conservatives, um, they tend to be, in my opinion, they just tend to be more forthright about things. And and they will call a strike against another Republican, whereas it's really hard to get Democrats to call a strike against Democrats. And I, and I you know, I hate to be like that, but I, it's, it's discouraging to see um, that happening when we grew up in a country that felt a lot more like it was 50 50 and it was fair. Yeah. There were these, there were these, you know, and I was a Democrat at one point, they were Democrats and Republicans, but now it just feels like there's a whole new, and and I think, you know, I don't want to drag Mark Levin in, but Mark said American Marxism. And if you study exactly how this is coming about, um, there's a lot of radicalization going on in our country. And it starts in the schools. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, you know, find me a, a university that's got free speech. I mean, truly free speech. You can anywhere in the world, you can or any any place on campus, you can talk about your feelings. You're mm-hmm. shouted down if you're a conservative and you go to a university. That's not what America is about. And and here's the thing that's really funny to me: a lot of immigrants are coming here, right? Where we have this open border policy going on right now. And they're coming here for this freedom. <laughs> and yet, Twitter, perfect example, doesn't want lap, doesn't want the laptop story out, and they know why. They know it would have hurt Biden. So they shut it down. And and so my whole thing, look, my thing is there would be no reason for me to build a browser, no reason for me to build a search engine if there was much more transparency on the web. And there was much more fairness on the web. That's why I said I think the fair the the web is pretty unfair. Yeah. So, and we'll come possibly come back to that in a minute. But as as you described, you're thinking thinking about a conservative on a on a college campus getting shouted down. Um, we've always been a country of let's just say passionate people, right? On on both sides and it seems like for the first, at least for for some duration, right? 200 years that we were able to have passionate discourse and disagree left, right, liberal, conservative, however, whatever you want it, Democrat, Republican, and yet could still um, shake hands and, and go have a cup of coffee together and be friends. And, I'm able, I've got friends that are Democrat or liberal, however you want to describe it, and we discuss um, politics and can disagree there and about different things, but we can still be friends. So what I'm wondering from from your perspective, how is it possible to get back to that in this country on, on a grand scale? And if so, how? I don't know. I mean, that's a... That's a tough question. I know I have a friend who's very liberal, and we've just 
stop talking. I, I finally said to him, let's stop talking politics. I love him as a friend, but we're going nowhere and we're just talking past each other. I think what's scary to many conservatives is if it feels like a radicalization, like somebody doesn't like America and they're going to change it. So in the past, what's happened is, you know, you could kind of get to that point where I don't really like America, but but everybody loved America and you just wanted, in your mind, to do the right thing. I'm not sure that's the goal any longer. I mean, it's a little scary to me that the Chinese are in buying hundreds of thousands of acres of our land and we're allowing that to occur, um, that you can't have a civil discord anymore in, in college, that it, it feels like it's, it's kind of been radicalized and that they're turning out these people that are pretty radical. And I, I'm not sure where, I, I know it started in the 60s uh, when we were growing up, uh, but it seems like it's gotten a lot worse. And the CTR in school, that's not a good thing. I mean, we should be teaching our kids, you know, arithmetic and, and English and math and or Spanish, but not, not uh, early on about sexual preferences. There's no reason for a kindergarten to learn about that. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And, and this, by, by the way, the, the other thing I think that bothers me, and I think your audience will appreciate this is the 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 left wants to tear down religion and it's a little scary to me because this country is not just the country the right and wrongs that you get in in life actually came from the 10 commandments i mean i remember studying those very well in school in in uh, you know in church and and and, and so to me they're they're Tearing away, like I'll say, like like China, they're tearing away at that religion which so many of us cling to as a, a refuse from from all this, and that's very disturbing to me. Uh, yes, it, it absolutely is. Uh, the you know the the country was founded on um, on freedom of religion, obviously. Um, And now it seems that it's it's freedom of uh, every religion, like most religions, and 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 if you're a Christian conservative, then it's then then it's less. Is that yeah, no, yeah, no. I think it. I think, and it's it's you know, I my uh, I live with my in laws now, and they're in their nineties, and I this guy went to Korea, he fought in Korea. Um, he's about a red-blooded American as you could ever find. I respect the heck out of him. Um, I'm still calling him sir. <laughs> and I'm, a little, I'm not as old as him, but I'm still calling him sir. I mean, it's just a, a great deal of respect. And I just kind of feel like the country, this is what got me into it, was when Mark Levin said on a show, you know, if you have a skill set you can bring that might help and might correct what's going on in america i feel like well okay that's what i have i'm bringing it to the table and hopefully it'll be successful but the goal is to make this a, a free society and i feel like our freedoms are being taken away from us at one at a time and it's kind of sometimes as i said on the web you wouldn't notice that you would not unless you're a guy like me who's a technologist you wouldn't notice that 
well, wow, I never see Daily Wire on my first search. I never see AON. I never see, uh, I might see Fox, but I don't see any of these other, I might see Washington Examiner, but probably not. And I just think, no, no, uh, you know what? If you would serve it fairly, there's no need for me. Uh, you know, I'd be happy to go and retire or do something else, but they're not doing that. So you you mentioned Mark Levin said, if you've got skills and can do something, um, if we could if you, we could explore that a little bit. And the reason I want to is I think there are a lot of folks out there who, aside from aside from voting, um, don't know what to do and 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 there's a lot of folks that don't think their vote even matters anymore because of the way the the system works so so why bother i've heard that from from uh friends and others when we've had the discussion about um our obligation and duty to vote so give us some examples how how does a person who is passionate about freedom and liberty uh, get involved on just a, on, on a on a daily basis or a weekly basis, or what would you advise folks to do? Well, I would advise them to first of all clue into the censorships going on, become active, whether it's just in your community or just online. I mean, there's groups out there. There's I see them all the time. Responses to articles written. That's one way of getting involved subscribing i mean our service is free but subscribing to um any one of the periodicals that are supporting epoch news uh, these different daily wires that's important to do and every little bit of that believe it or not that just a, that little bit of donation or reading so that you can read their papers goes a long way to promoting this way of life that we don't want to see crushed that we see it, it, not necessarily crushed at this point, but it's definitely being torn at. And, and I think that's, you know, part of it. If you, you know, if you're using Tusk or you're using, there isn't any other browser that's a conservative browser. I hate to say that. Otherwise I would tell you use them as well. Um, that's what you can do. And even those little bits, like you even jump on to Tusk or you jump on to daily wire. All those are helpful, and you're making a difference. And then there are guys like me that say, see, we're making a difference. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to build this out. It's cost me a fortune. I've spent a lot of my own money on this um, to make the world right, and I'm willing to do that. Um, but you need supporters who are willing to go, I'm on board with these, these guys or this company because they – they understand America. They want America to remain America. It's not that we don't want to see progress. We do. But we want to see it, I'll say, under the American banner and not under some other banner of Europe or or China or Russia or any other state. This is the American way. And I mean, people swim across the river every single day to get here. And yet we're abusing our own rights by canceling people and censoring people and it's it's just wrong. Yeah, interesting. You you mentioned something about it, about how it's being attacked little by little, and then you made a comment about um, um, something about it being crushed. And and therein, there's a 
that's the dangerous part is if, if it were somebody just saying, hey, we're taking this all away, um, it would be a whole different reaction, right? You're not going to crush the, the, the American spirit. Uh, however, if you, if you take one button at a time or one thread at a time, uh, little by little, uh, the next thing you know, you've accomplished a lot over time, right? And, and so, um, so conversations like this where hopefully folks are, are just starting to pay more attention. And, no, and able I, I, to say yeah. no. I think you have um, to. I mean, the thing is, what worries me the most is is an underlying pinning that uh, some organizations, and, and I'll name one, BLM. It's, it's one. I think Black Lives absolutely matters. That organization, in my opinion, is bogus. Uh, I'm outright saying that I've read their their website, and it feels very Marxist. And I. I there's nothing that's good that comes out of Marxism where you're censored, where you're followed, uh, where you're, you know, where your money is now controlled by the government. I don't believe that, that there should be big government. I think we're able to take care of ourselves. And I just see this, there's a, this pulling that's going on. And the one thing I can do is come in and do something about censorship. That's a huge thing. In my mind, maybe it's not the most important thing, but it's one of our fabrics that you don't want to get pulled out. And I'm afraid that's what's happening to us. And look what happened on Twitter. Look what happened to Musk on Twitter. I mean, Mm -hmm. what a fiasco that was. It would have been the greatest thing if he bought that company because they don't promote free speech. Yeah. Right? I mean, and this is is taking away from what is the, the greatest thing that we have is our free speech and our freedoms. It it absolutely is. What so so we've talked about big business, right? And and, and technology with the censorship. Um, you mentioned Marxism, though, and there seems to be this even even you know um, there seems to be a significant amount of people that seem to be okay with heading that direction, like like it's a desirable place to be a desirable form of, of government communism or, or Marxism or you know, socialism. If you look at history, the last 200 years and, and what's happened in, in communist countries, what my question for you is if you've given a thought, like how is that attractive to anybody? It's attractive to people who, who, who aspire to to power and want to control other people, and it's it, there are people in the world that feel that that's the best way of handling. It. And if you disagree, you can be taken out, be shot, or put in a prison. Um, and it's it's a little scary because those have all failed. Now, China, you have to you have to say that the Chinese communism has been working for them, at least. Uh, economically speaking, which is unusual, but that's because they changed their program there. They they still don't allow you to own real estate, by the way. You you can own a part of your building, but the underlying real estate, the government owns um, and government controls. And they, they, the other thing is it's very corrupt. So if you're a member of the party, of the Communist Party, you get benefits. You know, you might be able to build that office building or, I mean, there's no deal, by the way, in communist China that isn't a communist China deal. <laughs> They're all, 
in, in order to have one, you're sanctioning you pay to the government and they get to oversee you. And if that's not the kind of country I think that most of us like, most of us like the idea of freedom, liber- individualism, um, entrepreneurship, um, those types of things. And, and you have entrepreneurship in China. It's just that it's controlled by the government. And I have what well, my chief marketing officer lived in China for 15 years. And he'd come back with these, just these horrible stories about like the lockdown in China. I mean, the lockdown in China, they would let you starve to death before they let you come out to get food because they didn't want you to infect somebody else. That's just crazy stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. It's not, look, I think, I think at least for me, and I, maybe different people have different approach, but for me, I like America. I love America. I want to see it flourish under freedom. I think it's a battle that we're waging now against this very far left and they have taken hold and they've done it through the schools and we have to like turning point, which is a great organization. We have to turn that around. We've got to get kids to understand, though, your freedoms are your most important things. Okay, so that brings us to another layer. How do we, um, how do we challenge what's going on in the schools? How do we, how do we change it at that level? How, how do we help educate the, the kids? Well, you, you ex- first of all, you expose. So as I started at the beginning of this, we didn't know what was going on in schools. We didn't know that they were teaching these radical things to our children. We didn't know that there was a 1619 project, which basically said America is a bad country. And we started with slavery. Well, that's, we had slavery. There's no doubt about it. And was slavery awful? Absolutely. But, but that's not what America was found on. And America eventually found its way out of slavery. Unfortunately, a civil war took us to do that. But, We've learned over time about freedom and and how to do it. And now we're, we're kind of being dragged back in. So what the schools need to do is parents need to be involved. They can't be afraid of the government. Government's threatening them that, you know, they're a traitor or they're you know, terrorists. That's just nonsense. And the government's not going to come after you for this, much as they might want to threaten you. And that's even bad in itself. So parents have to take back the schools. In Florida, they're doing a great job of, the, of eliminating some very poor, poorly written books, bad books that should not be in school, and getting back to teaching you know, basic reading and writing and arithmetic. And we're now like 25th in the world. We used to be top two or three in the world in, in certain areas, and we're now falling behind. So you just have to, the parents have to take it back. People like Ron DeSantis in Florida are doing, in my opinion, doing a fabulous job of, uh, even with the Disney fight, uh, he's doing the right job, which is we shouldn't be being, teaching our kids about, um, you know, different forms of gender. I mean, it, it's getting to the point where you can't even say a, a, a woman is the bearer of a child. It's, it's just, it's gotten crazy. It 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 has it has. I hate um, to say that. it's gotten really crazy, and it's getting crazier. I mean, every day it's something new that you can't say. Yeah, I like to think that there'll be the you know 
it seems like almost everything is cyclical in some nature and that it's bound to correct itself or, or, or. Well, maybe, I mean, the, 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 what my biggest worry is that what's being taught in school to the kids, they're taking through their lifetime. Now, I think my children, what I'm finding out is they were pretty far to the left. And when they got into the workforce, they're beginning to find out that they don't want the government to take 60% of their money. They're not getting enough from the government to do that. And so I'm hoping that a lot of the kids that are radicalized, and I wouldn't say my children were radicalized, but they were definitely to the left, um, are coming back to at least the center. And they're now admitting that maybe all the democratic policies and all the far left stuff isn't so good for our country. I mean, what good is it to promote this is, I have a big issue with promoting green. I have a green car and I like my green car, but I can afford the green car. What about all the people who can't afford a, you know, a green car and are paying $6 at the, at the gas pump? That's just, that's just wrong. Yeah. It's when, when, when you, when you push something that isn't, I don't know how to say that right. Um, I'm, I'm in favor of of green technology. Um, I don't know that we're I don't know that we're there yet where we can just make a switch. Supplementary, I think it's it's great, um, but we're 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 still carbon based, and I think to 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 your point, to try and move away from that just suddenly and radically is really putting more people in a bad place. It's causing more hurt than good right now. Um, Uh, You can do this. Look, I'm in the technology world. I'm an entrepreneur. You can do this. There's no problem with going to green. And I like you, I, I actually like the idea. I like to be carbon neutral, but not at the expense of people's lives. Not, I mean, I'm fortunate. I don't have to worry about, my gas bill or my uh, grocery bill. But that's, I mean, we're supposed to be a country that cares about each other. And that makes no sense when you have all the oil in the world that you can drill up uh, and you say to the oil companies, I'm sorry, you know, we're going to put up all these things so you can't drill and we're going to make it super expensive. So we force people out of their cars in the, I mean, I don't know where the, I don't know where the government thinks, people are going to get all this money to go buy a green car and they don't even have the infrastructure. So now you're going to force somebody to get out of their green car and there's no infrastructure to charge your car. Yeah. I've, I've talked to a guy a few weeks back who his, he works for Florida, uh, Florida power, Health power. And his job right now is just trying to um, locate um, and procure places to put in charging stations on the I-10 corridor. Cause there's, currently not not enough to, to consistently be able to get a charge for your car it's pretty crazy i had a problem i we came back from uh from uh, our ski area and we drove down and we drove down on a holiday day i waited three hours to charge my car i mean it just that makes no sense at all so it's incredible the, yeah so so i don't have an issue with these types of things what my issue is when you're forcing people and you're making them well, in a sense, you're making the lives degrade uh, because you're charging $6 for gas. And it's obvious that we can pump the gas or what we, the resources we need. We are America. We're sitting on it. And there's no reason to go to, 
you know, Saudi Arabia or anywhere else to get our oil. And yeah, I, I, I think over the next 10 or 15 years, if we can switch to a green car that works better and not everything can become, you know, green power, uh, I think it's fantastic. But I just don't think it's the right way of treating people. It's like customer. I would never treat a customer to charge them $6 because I really want them to do something else. Yeah, which 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 I'm gonna use that to to bring it back to even even your browser. You wouldn't only show a certain line of thinking or thoughts or articles because you didn't because you didn't want that person to see something else. You you wouldn't force them down a certain road and not have them the fair uh, give them a fair opportunity to look at the whole picture. Yeah, but I want to be clear. So the the thing is on our our browser. We, we, we go squarely to the right. And the reason for it is if you want any other news, just pick any other browser, pick any other search engine, and you'll get all the left that you want. And, I, and my job right now is to make sure that the right is heard, right? That you can read what other people are saying. You don't have to subscribe to 10 different periodicals if you don't want to. You can just turn us on and you can see all the news feed. You can see what's going on from the right side. And then if you want to go in and change it, feel free to go put in. We give you those choices to put other things in. I'll make it easier and easier over time because I truly believe in freedom of speech but and freedom to hear what you want to hear. But that's not what's happening in mainstream. Mainstream, they don't want you to hear these stories. They don't want you to know what's going on. They just want you to hear what they want to tell you. And it turns out maybe it's not good for our country. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad there's an option out there. So again, it's called Tusk, correct? Tusk, Tusk browser, T-U-S-K browser.com. It's uh, iOS and now Android. As of today, we've launched Android. So you can, if you have an Android, you can go to the store and get it on Android. Uh, it's on your desktop. And so uh, for Mac and also for um, uh, PC, and that's because I use my my Mac a lot, my desktop a lot. So I was like, oh, let's build that too. Um, so it's on all of those. The The search engine, the disappointing part is we're, we're building our own search engine, but that's going to take two or three years to actually build a search engine that kind of gives you both sides of the stories and maybe more to the right. And then if you want to switch it out and learn more about what the left's saying, that's fun. Cool, cool, cool. So as we as we seek to land the plane here, um, for for the folks listening, what would be one important or impactful question that they should be asking themselves? What should our listener? What should we be pondering? Well, you always believe in God, so I'll start with you. Start with the higher power. I mean, at least for most of us. Um, and then I think you have to you have to figure out is there something even a little thing like as I said supporting or you know your candidate or supporting uh, a newspaper that is to the I'll say to the right anything that you can do that promotes it in some fashion um, sitting down with your kids if your kids are in school make sure that they're they're not being taught things that are, I'll say, radicalized. 
and so for parents, this is super important. Make sure you know what your kids are studying, what they're learning, what books they're reading. Take a look at those books um, because they're trying to sneak things in uh, that's damaging to our country. So, you know, anything little, even a little bit, but particularly the education is really a focal point, And we need to redo our education so this doesn't continue. So <clears throat> what comes to mind is just the phrase like, hey, what can I do right now with what I've got with right where I'm at? It, and there's, there's, if everybody just takes a moment to ask that question, there's something each of us can do. Right. I mean, listen to, I mean, listen to podcasts that, that support, I mean, each one of these little pieces that you do helps, I'll say it helps the cause to keeping America free, keeping it uncensored. And if you just keep thinking like, I am not going to buy, like I don't buy Nike shoes anymore. And that's because they're made in China. And I just like, no, I can't support anything being now your phone. If you have an Android phone, maybe it's not made in China. So you really can't do something about everything, right? But you can start to wean away from mm. uh, from from buying things from China. Um, I even looked over. We just bought some China for our office. I looked over to make sure it wasn't made in China. <laughs> That's the China, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, there are things, little things that you can do. And show your patriotism. Don't be afraid on 4th of July to put your flag out. Right? Show that you're a patriot. Show that you you love our country, and it, it will get better. I mean, I'm convinced, but we have to do something. We can't be we 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 can't be negligent about this, because really the radical sides feel that communism or socialism is a much better way, and I've yet to see it actually work for your freedoms. I'm sure it might work economically for you. Could, but but your freedoms are being eroded. So that right of saying what you want to say is being taken away from you. Yeah, I, I think uh, happy to have the conversation with anybody that wants to have it. Uh, I, I don't see how that is any way uh, good. And, and certainly it would be marked, um, would be tragic if, they, if this country went that way. We'll just put it, it that it way. definitely would. And I think there's enough of us that see that, that are working towards, I mean, like I jumped in, I was not political at all. I, I was voted mostly for a Republican. Occasionally I voted for a Democrat who could reach across the aisle. Um, I find those very few and in between now, but um, I just think we have to put our nose to the grindstone that the free ride of American and American exceptionalism, it's over. It's being questioned. It's, it's trying to be dragged down. I don't, I, I, I understand it. I, I just, it's hard to accept that that's where they want to go, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stand up and do my part. And luckily I took a chunk of money and I put it in the tusk with the hope that we could build on this and get freedom of speech and keep it. Yeah. Appreciate my, what you're doing. Appreciate. That's go my ahead. contribution. That's my contribution is to making sure like Radio Free America. Remember that when we were kids growing up? We had this thing in America. Where did that go? I mean, who's censoring you now? I mean, that's what I mean. You get on Twitter, and all of a sudden you're, you're censored, you're blackballed. That's not right. 
I appreciate you and what you're doing about it. For, for our listeners that may want to connect with you, find out more, get involved with what you're doing, what's their best way to, to get a hold of you? Well, uh, I'm always open to an email. So if anybody wants to contact me at Jeff at V like in Victor world, C like in Charlie.com. So it's Jeff at V I'm happy to take any requests. Other thing you can do is download our browser and start using it, knowing that we're, we're actually fighting for freedom, uh, and you're being part of that. And so, um, that's my task. I've done really well in business, and now my task is to make sure that freedom of speech continues. Awesome. Jeff, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Thanks for what you're doing. Uh, yeah, look look forward to, to watching Tusk grow and the search engine come out and, and everything else that's going to come with it. So thank you so much. Todd, thanks for having me, and, and God bless America. God bless America. And and to our listeners, uh, thank you so much for, for tuning in. I, I appreciate you so much. Whatever grand vision you've been given, whatever dream God has put on your heart, remember, you can. Until next time, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful, live life strong. Peace to all. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you.